<laughs> oh shit, Chevy Chase is here, by the way. Chevy Chase, all our all our favorites. You know, Chevy Chase, Justin Timberlake, Martin Short. They're all here to to welcome you into the club. <laughs> Alec Baldwin. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get, gotta get down to Podcastville. That funny sketch, like we all love. Oh my god! Remember, he should be a regular cast member. <laughs> I, he's here's the thing, Justin Timberlake. He's funny. He's a funny guy. He is funny. He's, I, I was being, I was being like, you know, acidic and you know, barbed. You were, you were very genuine. Just like, <laughs> yeah, he is funny. <laughs> what a funny, sexy guy. Um, what a funny, sexy um, bat guy. Uh yeah, oh. uh that's his. Uh, what a funny, no. sexy Nickelback guy! Look at this photograph. Oh, no. Look at this podcast graph. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this is off the rails already, guys. Yeah, uh, yeah. Wait, wait. I want to. I want to give Josie a couple with as well. Uh, my some of my favorite episodes of the show are ones that you've been the guest on. So wow, I just to give you that oh, shout out. So. Thank you so much. Yeah, like um, so basically, Mike. Michael won a competition, and he, that's why he's able to like, <laughs> like sit on in these episodes. <laughs> yeah, I donated like Claudio money. Claudio Doherty in uh, Comedy yeah. Bank. Yeah. Like... My mom entered me into this yeah. competition. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of uh, you know winning competitions, the audience won the lottery in terms of having a great episode about to happen to them. Click. Remember that record that you bought me like two years ago? Well, I just remembered that it's sitting in the closet. So I called you up just to tell you I've been meaning to listen to that. I've been meaning to listen to that. Why don't you come over and talk about it? Welcome to uh, I've Been Mean to Listen to That, the podcast where we go through albums we've been mean to listen to and use it as a conduit to learn about each other and our guests. I'm Andrew Ambrose Lee. I'm Michael Lamentato. I'm Sean Wilkinson. Okay, so um, if you had to, if you had to murder one of your family members, who would it be? Like, had to. You have to. This is a good question. This is this is the question I want to like. This is the fun preamble I want to put out there into the world. Is it bad that I immediately knew? No, you don't know. No, I knew the answer immediately too, but I don't want to say it, so I'll give the altruistic <laughs> martyr answer and say right. myself, so no one else. Oh has no! Either. Here, here. Yeah. Uh, I mm, actually well played, do well know Sean. Let's say it all together. Let's see it all together. Okay. Three, two, one. His mom. Wait, oh. what? <laughs> what? I hate she it. listens. I hate Andrew. Andrew. <laughs> I don't, she, she listens. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We love you. We love you, Trish. But uh, speaking of um, moms, we got a night. We got the mom of the podcast back on the show, basically, in a weird way, in an indirect <laughs> way. She's been like kind of my 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 podcast mentor mom mommy you know. <laughs> no, wait, no. Do you want us to call you mommy, Andrew? Do you need someone else to do that? It, you want someone else to do that intro for this episode? Or no, I got, I got I got this I got this shit on lock, baby. Um, but okay, let's. Um, but um, Sean and uh, Michael has never have never met this has never met this person. But like um, so we're gonna do it 
thing where we guess who the guest is going to be, who the guest is. Uh, so we're going to play 20 questions. Uh, Michael and um, Sean um, ask me 20 questions, and I'll give them little hints, and then we'll reveal at the end who the guest is right okay. now. Okay, I, I got my first question. Are they bigger than a bread box? Yes. Okay, Sean. Okay, Sean, what's your question? Are they smaller than the sun? Yes. It's Josie okay. Chung! <laughs> <laughs> Josie Chung, recently dubbed Saint Josie, you know, on Spotify. So check that out. We'll plug that song at the very end. Uh, but hi, Josie. How are you doing? How was I doing? I'm doing great. This is the most, this is like the most chaotic intro <laughs> that we've had so far. <laughs> and I think it's, I think you did great. Thank I you. Thank you. Um, like veering into like mild like like a little more serious territory like really quickly before we kind of get into the meat of uh by the way we're talking Donnie Trump and the social experiment uh today and their record surf so yeah um on a more serious note though Josie like um and we didn't get a chance to talk about this, like, as much, you know, with our episode with Eliza Skinner. Great episode. Like, we really enjoyed ourselves. I want to talk quickly about, you know, just, um, like, like we said, like we mentioned last time, like, uh, in between, like, uh, our, your third and fourth appearance, you transitioned. And we're very happy for you. Uh, I'm going to let you finish, but we're very happy for you. Um, <laughs> and uh, I just want to, like, hear a little bit of just, like, you know, the process of that, I guess. Like, and, like, yeah, I don't I don't know, like, how the best way to frame this question because, but I just want to, like, hear more about it and, like, hear, sure. like, the in-between of it all, I guess. Yeah, sure. So, okay, I think the first time that we got together for an episode to record was, like, almost two years ago, right? Yeah, yeah, like er, January yeah, okay. 2018 or something like that, yeah. Oh my god, yeah, that was almost two years ago, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, um, I started my transition um, in May of 2020, so I am a quarantine, um, I came out during quarantine, and it's been interesting because um, I think one, on, I've been on social media a lot recently, I, I think a lot of people have just because, you know, um, staying in so much, and I think it's really interesting seeing all the people who have... Um, change their pronouns or come out during quarantine and being all of a sudden being part of the LGBTQ community, whereas it's just kind of been an outside observer before. Um, it's been it's been a great experience. But um, yeah, I started my transition in May. Um, I started taking hormones in May. And then um, I came out on social media in um, July, which is pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> um, some people take, you know, years to kind of like go through that process and it's kind of just however on your own time. But, um, I think I've, because of COVID and things going on, I felt like I was like in a safe place to be myself at home whenever, you know, I felt like it, but also be able to present, you know, my authentic self to the world at the same time. And so I've just, I've been really active on social media in terms of kind of like documenting different things going on in my transition. Um, I started doing TikTok and uh, I, I'm, I've have like a small following on TikTok now, which is kind of cool. Um, just like talking about trans my transition, about music, about various things, about LGBTQ community. And um, yeah, it's been a great experience so far. It's just been um, wonderful being able to be myself and being known as myself, I think, is probably the two biggest things like... Yeah, just <laughs> I I I don't know how much other people have talked about this or not, but just like the pressure of 
keeping something like that under wraps for, you know, 29 years of my life. And then all of a sudden having that gone, I feel like there's just like this part of my brain that's always preoccupied with hiding something that's been like free. I'm like, I've cleared my RAM cache and I'm now free yeah. to do my brain. <laughs> that's lovely. I was privileged to, you know, hear like this stuff a little earlier than everyone else. Like I was like, so I really appreciate you um, trusting me with that, you know. Uh, you're mm. you're also like honestly like um because when we were talking you're like I don't know if I should tell you this okay I'll tell you like you're basically like really <laughs> like but like I really it's such a privilege to be trusted mm-hmm. in that way it's such a privilege to like be um yeah to be trusted with such a, something so sensitive so delicate and um and that like uh that and you, that you could share this with me and like um mm. and and also just like uh we touched on this last time but like the 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 speed of like your you know that you were kind of like reticent initially reticent to like i don't know it might take a year to come back on the podcast it might take a little while yeah, yeah. but like you were like pretty like pre- like you were you wanted to come back and you wanted to like uh i really yeah. appreciate and like that the growth is like um the growth you've shown in like this like small amount of time is like pretty significant and pretty impressive and like really like i'm really ha- i'm really um proud of you i'm really glad for you and um this is such a nice time that we get to like share together, and like I appreciate you being a five timer regular person. <laughs> so it's fun. Well, thank you so much, and you know, to that extent, I I think um, I've I've really been thankful for the relationship we've been able to build working on the podcast. So I very much was able to feel comfortable trusting you with that um, before a lot of other people. So um, thank you. Yeah. Y'all are about to <laughs> make right, me Michael. sound it up. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can I can chaotic I, to sentimental? Just all of a sudden, in one I love it. can I yeah. chime in before we get off off subject as well? Okay. Uh, yes. Last time you were on uh, Josie, uh, you talked about how uh, how you weren't sure about your voice when you were coming on the podcast, like, and uh, I thought that was so like vulnerable and cool to talk about. Like, I don't hear like trans people talk about their like experience enough, like. The little things like that, N- not the little things, but, you know, like you, you see like so many stories about like the coming out process and so many, you know, like, you know, all media is that like transparent and pose all that. It, there's a lot of like the coming out process, but there's not as much about the like minutia. Like I volunteered with a hotline for a while or I still do, but uh, and they that deals with a lot of like trans youth and a lot of them have such a hard time seeing people like um, just being like people you know, like, or seeing trans people being people instead of like, you know, either like, you know, like the most they see maybe is like Kim Petrus, right? But that's not going to be like personable to them. And I thought that was so cool to hear you on the podcast. And it really like meant a lot, even though you brought it up for like 30 seconds, but I thought that was so cool. So sorry, just wanted to chime in. Thank you. Thank you. I'm I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad to, I'm glad to be able to share my experiences and I'm glad that um, there's people listening and, and it helps um, other people understand what we go through as trans people. What is like a what is like a small thing that's like you know that being a trans woman like what is a small like maybe a small thing that's changed that's like giving you a lot of joy that like in this process basically. Um, well, a lot. I think that a lot of trans people talk about gender euphoria and what that looks like and feels like, and relative to gender dysphoria, which is kind of you know having this disconnect from your identity and your gender presentation, um, and who you are. And so, um, I think a lot of people talk about dysphoria and talk about um, 
how like, yeah, I don't like how my face looks. I don't like how my voice sounds. I don't like how my body is. I don't like this or that. Um, and I think every trans person will always have some kind of little thing in the back of their head telling them like, yeah, like this, this one part of me makes me look too masculine and I hate that or uh, one thing or another. But, um, I think the flip opposite of that is I don't think I hear enough people talk about the euphoria, um, the, just the amazing feeling of finally kind of like, of seeing yourself align with who you imagine, who you want to be. Yeah. Um, and little things like that, like the voice, um, I, I was very self-conscious about my voice because um, I felt like there was no way that my voice would ever sound like it was natural to me, that it was like a part of me. Um, and then um, I actually just finished. Uh, I just had my discharge um, from speech pathology like about two weeks ago. <laughs> um, and that has been enormously helpful, like just having somebody there to talk me through the mechanics of finding how I sound authentically versus like how I've always spoken. Um, I think I also think it's kind of fun in that way because like um, that that those like those like little moments, the euphoria, the also just like seeing yourself your your own face in the mirror and instead of seeing like a boy wearing girls clothes which is kind of how i felt for a really long time um i'm starting to see myself as a woman just looking at the mirror with no makeup on with you know like it's it's the changes are slow but they're happening you know um and it's been i want i think it's eight months come january that i've started my transition and um yeah like it's just been an amazing feeling um that's great yeah. that's so cool uh, Sean's Sorry. like great. I didn't, no, 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 no. I'm kidding. Like, cool. I was just like, <laughs> I want to talk about chance. Like, um, but like, um, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You're you're amazing. Um, mm -hmm. you, I love you, Sean. You're you're a great you're a great host. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I I I have no like pretension. Really quickly, I have no pretension of saying like I'm doing something important here or whatever. Um, but like you know, little things like this, little like, um glimpses into the humanity of um people from different backgrounds people from different cultures and like uh, different perspectives i i think is hopefully what we try to offer here and hopefully um yeah i don't know um let but, me let me cut you off for a okay. second because i want to say that uh there there is no pretension you are doing something important you're giving people like me a voice and chance to talk about this and represent chance. ourselves and i think that's ah! hugely important <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and i think that's hugely important so i don't think there's any pretension here whatsoever i think it's this is an amazing thing that you're doing so i'm glad to be a part of the show thank you uh so yeah like uh that, that was uh that was very silly of us to talk about um but in the meantime uh let's talk about uh this record uh donnie trumpet and the social experiment surf so i want to hear uh sean and michael's uh impressions of maybe maybe like not this collective but like chance the rapper in general like what are your feelings on uh chance the rapper or if any honestly yeah i mean i'm pretty like neutral on the guy um I never really, like, I mean, hip-hop in general, I never got super into. And Chance, I had always heard... Yo, what about oh. me, Lynn? <laughs> oh, definitely not. <laughs> what? I ought to take you for a spin. You And I love my wife, and my life is full of strife. Uh, okay. You, you me, doing, Lynn, I love it. I cut it. this beat with a knife. <laughs> I will, I will listen to you doing Lynn Manuel. Manuel. Yeah. <laughs> And that's your favorite artist. That's your favorite rap artist of all time. 100%. Like Lin, me doing Lin, Lin Manuel. Manuel. <laughs> I would pay big money to see just if, you do Hamilton. Like do Hamilton yeah. with it. It's like, 
<laughs> Imagine if you um, asked someone who their favorite rapper was and they said Lin Manuel Miranda. <laughs> I would, I, I would I, be, you know what? I bet there are people. Oh, like, sure. I truly bet there are people. Like if if someone said that, I'm sorry, I would be forced to kill them. That is <laughs> that is what I have to do. Like, and a judge would be like, "You were right. <laughs> you were right." <laughs> sorry, Tom, for interrupting you. Oh no, it's good. I had I had always heard like mixed reviews on chance's music and so i think i kind of got the idea like eh, it's not really like worth listening to but and also like um i just i i do like his whole thing of just being like a super nice like positive guy i think that's a really cool change to see like within hip-hop music but yeah i've never really listened to his music all that much i did when this album came out in 2015 you know it was offered on itunes for free and so i downloaded it when people still downloaded music and i think i listened to like two songs and i was like "Mm, this isn't really my thing and then you were like oh i'll listen to that u2 record that was offered for free yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was forced to yeah uh yeah Bono hold, held a gun to your Bono. <laughs> yeah. That's what he's called in the bedroom. Bono. <laughs> oh my God. Um, That's what I said like, when he held um, a gun to my head. I said, Bono. <laughs> when you told my Bono that you like... love Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, Michael, what are your impressions on like this, this fella? Uh, to me, Chance is a little bit of like, he's like the Terry Crews of rap. Where I really oh, like no. him sometimes, and then other times he's really cringy to me. Like, sure, I feel sure, like absolutely. He loves That's his wife, analogy. arguably too much. Some would say, uh, yeah. like, like if I were to make music, it wouldn't literally all be about my boyfriend and my dog. And that's kind of what Chance the Rapper does a little bit. Like he's like, I love my wife. I love being a Christian, and I love being nice. And I'm a Christian who cusses. Aren't I fucking cool? Like, it's like a little bit like, (laughs) okay, I understand this person. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I think that's one thing, like, another reason I was not super, I never got really into him was he, I was always under the impression he was just always, like, rapping about Christianity. (laughs) And so I was like, oh, this isn't really for me either. So He, he kind of is. Earlier I was texting Sean and Andrew and I was talking about Toby Mac, um, uh, I don't know oh if you God. know who Toby Mac is, Jesse. I'm sure. I'm sure she does. I definitely do. <laughs> yes. okay, I was literally saying that that was like the music I was allowed to listen to as a kid was like Toby oh Mac. Oh my God, me too. And I'm like, exactly. and and Chance gives me big like if Toby Mac was black, like <laughs> that's kind of oh what. God. But but that being said, it's like, you know. Okay, I've experienced this before. I like I know this. Like in my soul I know this. Like actually in my yeah. soul. <laughs> uh what about Josie? Like, like like we talked about this briefly, but like maybe it's changed over like the, you know, 2 years. So like uh what are your impressions on Chance and his Chicago thing? Well, definitely has changed my opinions of Chance. I was a huge fan of Coloring Book. I thought yeah. it was just like um I don't I don't think it was technically an album. It was like, like a, a mixtape, tape, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, but I thought Coloring Book was great. Like the, I really liked. Um, I'm a huge. I've never been a huge fan of rap per se, but I've been the rap that I do enjoy are all Chicago rappers for some reason. And I, it wasn't like intentionally. It just like I just something about the style of that Chicago rap, like the quick witty lyrics and 
Um, so like old school Kanye, um, like Common and um, stuff like that. Like that was kind of the rap that I was into. So when I heard about Chance, I was like, oh, this kid is good. Yeah. And he's, you know, um, he's accessible because, you know, he's kind of like doing his own thing from the ground up. Um, and then a really cool thing is I actually got to meet him one time. Whoa. Um, he came down. Yeah, I know. He's um, a friend of my, a friend of a friend. He is a friend of a friend of a friend. So like a fourth, third, uh-huh. you know, degree friend. But um, they were shooting some kind of music video or something in Champagne, And my friend's friend was involved in like helping set up the lighting and like uh, and camera and stuff like that. And yeah, which he was so down to earth and chill. I think the chance now that we see now is the chance that's like post blow up and some of the stuff that comes with sudden fame. Yeah. And I think a lot of that has seeped into just dulling his creativity a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's pretty evident with um, The Big Day. Like I, I was so excited for that album. And then I was like, this is really okay. And then yeah. I didn't really listen to it again. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a few songs that are just like, yeah. There's some songs. So, you- uh, there are some songs on the big day I'll really cape for. Like I like Fantano, mm-hmm. Anthony Fantano gave it a zero, like a a strong oh zero, <laughs> like, <laughs> but, like like a point me like a point seven or something like that. Like, uh, but very like he hated the record and like um and like the it is like a punching bag record definitely like just like mm-hmm. um but like there there are definitely songs I really really cape for. I really like say like okay if you cut this down like forty. 40 percent or something like that i think there's like it might not be perfect but there's something there like there's something really good Mm -hmm. there um i really i i have very conflicted feelings about chance the rapper he he was like by the way when do you when do you meet him like uh like 2015 or something like that because he was in champagne like he did like a uh he did a show here uh in champagne um but like um what's it called like from like about 2000 uh, say thirteen, fourteen to two thousand, you know, eighteen or something like that. I think he was like one of my favorite artists of all time. Like he was like one of my favorite guys. And, like he was like Mark Maron would say, like who are you got? Who are you guys? Like and he was like one of my guys. yeah. My my, um, my impression like, was that you always really liked him. So like you loved him is what me, I was thinking of me. Yeah. Like okay, yeah. I really. <clears throat> I also like um. You know, it was also because I kind of like, um, I think it was a great, uh, transitionary artist too, of like, you know, kind of like, um, straddling the line between like, you know, Christian music and like mainstream, like music a little bit. Like, um, also like the, so like, um, what's it called? Like, uh, I listened to acid rap, you know, I listened to acid rap when it came out cause I was a big childish Gambino fan. And, uh, I, I generally liked that record, but like, I didn't reckon, I didn't recognize that record was a masterpiece at the time. I was kind of just like, oh, this is weird. Like he's a weirdo. Um, and then like, um, you know, he started like, uh, focusing on like, uh, uh, he started like kind of highlighting socks, like the social experiment at his like, you know, collective of like friends, like production company who like production like fellows who like make music and stuff like that and i was really really like drawn to the live instrumentation of it like uh, i was really drawn to like um how like he was just like at the top of his game and like really like just like also just like the independent artist thing was very inspiring to me just like he's an artist who like uh, didn't sign to a label you know he didn't sign to a label and he wanted to uh you know he gave his music out for free 
And uh, because he said, like, you know, putting a price tag on it would devalue it, you know, I think that's really cool. Um, and also just like, uh, I really like the, it was also like, um, because like the, the story arc was very compelling to me of Chance the Rapper. He's like a high school dropout, like a high school, like, you know, burnout and like, you know, drug addict and stuff like that. And like, you know, did like psychedelic drugs recreationally and stuff like that. And like, was really troubled, honestly, like really troubled and like really, um, troubled and like, um, had like a, you know, had several profound traumas and stuff like that, like a lot of PTSD and stuff like that. And then like transitioning into like this rapper who is, you know, more family oriented, more like community oriented, wanting to give back and uh, like preaching kindness, preaching like, um, what's it called? Um, Preaching kindness and like, um, um, but also having that technical skill still from his like, earlier rap early earlier like mixtape days like that was like really really and like it was like profoundly expire inspiring and still is in a in an indirect way but like maybe less so um but um yeah now he's kind of like so there's like yeah ex- i think josie's point is exactly right of just like when you're kind of when you blow up and when you have like all eyes on you you kind of like you kind of can't be a normal person again. Like you kind of can't be like, and like, I, I definitely, Michael, I definitely feel like your point of like him being the wife guy and him being like the, you know, um, I don't think he can make a record like this again, you know, like, no, totally. And uh, back to being the wife guy, you know, the song handsome on, uh, the big day, uh, Hayden and I will listen to handsome sometimes. And like, jokingly rap along to it like but we've heard it so many times that we i feel like we like it now but it's all that stuff <laughs> we're, like, we're like baby you look good you look handsome and it's like <laughs> what are we doing like i've like uh gas gaslit myself into loving that song like <laughs> that bad song <laughs> ironic i appreciate appreciate yeah but turn turn into, yes totally well i love megan yeah. the stallion and so yeah yeah that's her verse is a lot of, of fun on that song her verse is yeah. good his is cringy and bad. So Yeah, yeah. In my opinion. <laughs> but like I think I think this era and coloring book is like the right corner right edge of corny. Like he's always been corny. He's always been kind of corny. Like but I maybe like um around this area he's always been a little corny. But like I so, think Go ahead. He's very eager in all of his music and you can tell that and very like I am being who I am in my music. And, like, that's really fun when it's, like, oh, he is also poor like me. He is also a normal person like me. But when it's, like, I'm rich and I love my wife and these are the only two things that I have anymore that are similar to what I was before, he's lost it. Just like you were saying, Josie. It's, like, yeah. But but this album is not that era. Era, era. I, I get the impression in some ways he's sold out. You know, he, like, you know, does a lot of, like, uh, sponsorships with like corporations and like you know he made a little video a lot of commercials like um kind of like diluting his brand kind of like diluting and like definitely putting his like there's like a great video of just like how you know getting on spotify putting his music on spotify kind of put an end to his revolution in a way of like the independent art artist revolution a little bit um but, like, I think, like, I kind of blanch at the idea of, like, oh, he's done. You know, he's fallen off and he can never recover. Because, like, 
you know how like he, like if he makes one if he makes a great record, like people will be on his side again. People will be like, we always loved him, you know. Like people will like um, you know, Kid Cudi that happened with him. Like that happened with Logic a little bit of just like. He he ended his career with like a great record, and people are like, "Yeah, let's, good job, buddy." You know, like it's so like that's like that's the thing in like BoJack of just like the best and worst thing about people is like how short their memories are. You know, um, so like it's like um, I think it's possible for him to make a great record or like to like kind of go back to some of those things that made him a great artist of just like you know his pen game and like his like um er- like his earnestness funneled into something that is. Construct like a little more constructive, I guess, like a little more like relatable too, um, and like using like Christianity as like not a means to like proselytize, but as a means to like, I think like I this is also what I appreciate about this era of it is just like why is he like that's that's something that's very inspiring about like you know I I have like a some like complicated feelings with Christianity, but like I think. Um, the something that's always inspiring is just like, why are you like, why is this person such a kind person? Like, because I am redeemed by Jesus, you know, because of this and that, like that is like, and like chance seems like a very, um, like a radically changed person, a radically more at peace person than he was before, you know, before like converting and stuff like that. So like, there's a part like, yeah, like I think it's like, yeah, I think like uh, it's possible, but it's it's very early in his career. He's like twenty seven, or he's like twenty eight, or something like that. He's very young, so like it's like I don't know. We'll see what happens, but like, um, yeah. While we're on the Christianity aspect, just to throw this in, uh, I, obviously, like as a gay person, when I hear that someone is a Christian, there's always that like pause, right? There's that like <laughs> I need to see what you're really about, and like I call myself a christian but i go to a united methodist church that's all lesbians the pastor and and (laughs) me and hayden like literally and yeah yeah yeah. uh, the first time we went there uh there was this we didn't know like where the entrance to the church was because it's like you know a smaller church and uh this like lesbian couple that has like four kids they were like okay you two don't know where you're going come sit with us like like basically like made us sit with them like in a in a kind way and everyone at the church, you know, because we were new and it's all lesbians and us, they were like, oh my gosh, young, different type of gay, but also gay. <laughs> like, we we want to meet them. And they came over and they were like, Dina and Jordan, do you guys, you got, these are your friends? And they're like, no, they just sat with us. <laughs> but we like sat with them every week until we couldn't go to church anymore. So like, when I hear Christian, I'm, it's not necessarily a negative connotation, but there's always oh, yeah, the, yeah. Like, hesitancy where I'm like, but what are you about? Absolutely. Like, what what are you going to think mm-hmm. about me? What are you going to, mm-hmm. or how do you be, treat people like me? And, you know, Chance has shown that he does a pretty good job, but he doesn't necessarily, like, he's not like an LGBTQ, like, front front man. You know what I right. mean? Right. Nor should he be necessarily, <laughs> <Yeah>. but, <laughs> yes. His brother is bi, and he's, like, very supportive, but, like, it's, like, um, but, yeah, it's, like, still, like, a, yeah, I think he's, like, kind of also, like, kind of dealt kind of like um resorted to like the nuclear family of just like oh my wife my two cute kids and stuff like that honestly just like if you love your wife as much as chance does you are not an ally yeah i'm sorry that's just (laughs) the truth (laughs) (laughs) Um, oh my god (laughs) 
So on that note, let's take a break. <laughs> and we're back here to talk about uh, Donnie Trumpets and the social experiment, sir. This is also like something notable about this record really quickly, though, is like this is like one of the first records. It was like um, it was a free release on iTunes. Like they kind of like Chance and his like friends fought for that, like to make it free on iTunes on like a big platform. Like so, that's really cool. And then also, um, this is it was like also like a su- surprise drop. Like it was always te- it was teased for a year. Like surf is coming. You better you better look out for surf. You know, like Chance was always tweeting stuff like that. And then no date, no date, no official date. And then. Um, this is like one of the first like records where I was like very like much waiting for something, waiting for this to come. Like this is like one of my first highly anticipated records. Um, so like I remember one time, and it would like bum me out. Like I would like wait till midnight on like regular random days and be like bummed that didn't come out that day. And also like um, I remember once like. Um, uh, I was on some sort of message board. I don't know what one, um, but like it was some guys saying like, Hey, you know, I'm a collaborator with like chance and stuff like that. And his friends and Donnie trumpet. And, uh, it's going to be dropping tonight. It's going to be dropping tonight, tonight. And then, uh, it was like a message board of them going like, how do we know? How do we know it's real? And then the guys like dropping little hints, dropping little like sound bites and stuff like that. They were, but they were vague enough that you couldn't really tell. And then, like, he posted like a picture, like a fake picture of like, uh, like a picture of like, um, the screen and like with like a fake album title and stuff like that, and um, just like be, like a track list with like fake like with like fake names and just like you know the feature the supposed features and stuff like that. And I was like, the guy was like going on and on until like. 3 a.m. in the morning and then he'd like post the meme of just like a guy dancing and being like bet isn't it crazy that I fooled you <laughs> what's the like, point of that there's no game from know, that like, just like <laughs> be, to be like I don't know like yeah he wasn't getting paid or anything. right yeah <laughs> like just to mess with people like you, um, really, you really think someone would do that go on the internet and tell lies <laughs> <laughs> I know it's the first time that's ever happened to me or anyone <laughs> Yeah, I believe, um, I believe everything I read on the internet. Did you know that vaccines cause autism, guys? <laughs> Whoa! So yeah, it came out, and um, uh, what's it called? It was like, it dropped, and I listened to it at midnight. I didn't, like, I wasn't a big hip-hop fan at the time, too. Like, I just, like, really knew him, mostly. And, like, maybe a few others, like, selected others. Um, so, like, all the features that br- they brought on, they didn't have, like, an impact on me initially. You know? It was just some, like, bo- like... I bet, I bet, like, a super huge hip-hop fan would be like, they got, you know, they got J. Cole on the record, you know, so like well, that. Well, especially like, a Chicago hip-hop fan, because it's, like, yeah, just a shit ton of Chicago rappers, which is really cool. Right. It's like what Josie was saying. Um. So, yeah, let's get into the themes of, like, so like, transitioning there, let's get into the themes of the record. Like, what do you feel, to the all of you, what do you feel are the themes of this record? Surf. I I think this album is a lot about friendship and like enjoying the friends you made along the way. Yeah, the friends. Yeah, (laughs) I think the real maybe the the real surf was the friends you made along the way. (laughs) Maybe the real hang ten was the friends we (laughs) caught a wave with along the way. 
was the friends we made along the wave. <laughs> okay, I'm all done for the episode. See ya! <laughs> Bye! <laughs> you should have ended on the, the if you love your wife ally joke. Um, I just, that was I just, you should have pieced out. I just leave the Zoom. You guys were Zooming. Yeah. Just the, <laughs> I guess it's us, me and Sean, host the show now. Um, but yeah, like, friendship, having some friends. Uh, what about you, Sean? Like, what do you feel like are some things? It was a pretty, like, mixed bag i feel like on this album like i mean he touches on relationships like he has a there's a lot of difference i keep saying he it's not technically a chance album it's a social experiment album i guess so they keep touching on they touch on like relationships um being cool uh they have that song about being cool um and loving yourself you know all right what about you the joester That's why I'm committing to it now. You're the joester. Okay, well let's um let's not let's not put that one down in ink, but um yeah. I think uh just pencil, pencil for now. <laughs> yeah. I think my favorite part of this whole album is like the same thing similar to like the whole like the friends you make along the way thing, but like the collaboration of it, the I think the idea of the social experiment and the way that the music comes together in like a bajillion different kinds of sounds and um, so many different styles, um, really, really unique instrumentation, um, especially for a hip-hop album or, like, a rap album. Um, I think it's, yeah, I think that's my favorite part of it and kind of, like, what... I don't really see too many, like, themes that run through the album in terms of, like, content because they talk about a lot of different things. They talk about, you know, there's a song about um, Chance being a, a new dad. There's a song about, like, going back to church. There's a song about um, passing the vibes instead of the blunt, or maybe the blunt is the vibes. Who knows? Um, but, <laughs> sorry, is it, I'm not allowed to say that. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> blunt. Gonna bleep all that out. The, like, U, the <laughs> U is an asterisk, so it doesn't go, get caught in Twitter filters. <laughs> um, but yeah, like in terms of like the actual like content of the songs, I definitely feel like it's all over the place. But I think it's really cool. Just like, well, okay. So one of the things I've been um, thinking about in terms of this album is like this is the second time that we've recorded this episode. Wait, is this the second or third time that we've recorded this? Second, episode? second, yeah, second time. Okay, we so did the record first... the rumors three times. I think. Yeah, okay, like... that's right. <laughs> I'm glad we finally got that episode out. Um, okay, but yeah, this th- being this being the second time we recorded this, and this being the first album um, episode that I recorded with you and Ezra. Um, I have a really different perspective on what this looks like because over the last two years, um, I've transitioned. So I have a new perspective on just life in general. Um, and I've started making, producing and putting out music. And so my perspective on what that takes, um, as an artist, what that takes to collaborate with a group of people and to put together something in a, in a cohesive way with so many different types of creative people. Um, I think it's really, really cool. I think, I think, um, it comes, it comes together in a great way. So, yeah. There's definitely, like, so these guys are, like, 20, 23 or something like that when they made this record. So it is, it does, on some ways, come across, like, a, like, a really impressive, like, student film. Like, a really impressive, like, this is, I think the mixing, like, the, that's a low light for me. Like, the mixing of some of these songs are a little mm. yes. mid. It's you disgusting. Know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but, like, we'll get into that later. Um, but, like, um, so, yeah, exactly. I think, like, also just, like. The joy of making music, the joy, like kind of boiling it down to the essence of why making music is great, you know, and just like these are like all, the cool thing about like uh, it is like um, uh, Colbert has like a quote like I really enjoy of just like 
you know, working on a show is like a machine. It's like it's a machine that like can eat, spit you up and like chew you, chew you and spit you out, basically. Uh, so if it's going to be a machine, make it a joy machine, make it, you know, and the joy machine is basically what is the unasked for value that I could add to this? You know, what is the unasked for value that I can contribute and make this and just like also like process like the 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 output is joy but the input is joy and the process is joy you know cuz that's why we do it like that's why I do it if it's just like pay, only painly like only like is it worth it if like just the process and the input is horror and like trauma and all that stuff like so there's that um but also like the fun of it in terms of like it is a lot of Chicago artists, like up and coming artists who are like new and like, you know, Saba and uh, No Name and like, you know, uh, Aaron Kane Allen, Aaron Allen Kane and, uh, you know, Jamila Woods. So it's all those great Chicago up and coming artists uh, like in their infancy, like creative infancy. And then also like established names like Big Sean and, uh, you know, Jay Cole and whoever. And then the idea of just like those guys, like the big names coming to do this independent small project and realize like not uh, unencumbered by the burden of like a label or like, you know, you have to do it this way. You know, you have to like all this stuff. Like they're just having fun again. You know, like some of like, these are some of their best verses. Some of these artists, like, especially I feel like these are their best verses in a while. Well, and that's what I got from like Busta's, uh, verse on slip slide was he was basically like hey like thanks chance for letting me come do this and like <laughs> doing what i want to do yeah, so. do the yeah. thanks for rolling out the um, red carpet <laughs> um so let's go through um let's go through some uh we talked a little bit about like you know the mixing so let's go through some low lights Let, let's go through some rough songs and like moments and like bits and stuff so uh let's go to sean first the whole thing like, what were some rough moments the whole <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but pretty close. Um, uh oh, I'm sorry <laughs> for making you listen to this. No, no, it wasn't. It's. Uh, I'm like I'm really torn on it because, like Josie, you talked about like it's it is it's a really unique like sounding album. Like there's a lot of really cool ideas, and I think musically, like instrumentally, it could have been really cool. One same with the vocalist too. It's just, I feel like the the way it was mixed, like, it sounds so, everything sounds so muddled together. And it's just, like, it's, a lot of it is kind of tough to listen to, I think, because there's so much going on. There's a lot of songs where I was, like, there's so much, like, low end to it, and it felt so, like, bass heavy that I was, like, this is kind of grating on my ears. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And a lot of, like... I love the I, I love all the collaborators. Like I love all, a lot of these artists individually. I don't feel like they shined on the album. Like I don't feel like they brought a ton to it, mainly because of like the vocal mixing and or just like a lot of their verses seemed like really short. Like Erica Badu, I love her. She sounds like heavenly on the end of that song. And she had like one verse and then she was done. And I was like, oh, I wanted more from that. So I don't know. I just it's I like the idea. I like what they were going for. I just think like Andrew, you said like a, it sounded like a it was like a student film and I think that's pretty pretty accurate. Like it's it sounds like yeah, it's it sounds kind of amateur to me. But yeah. 
Not to be like a negative Nelly, but yeah, no ne- Nelly away, negativo. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but what about you guys? Uh, yeah, Michael. Um, I would. I I don't think the whole album is bad, like Sean does. Well, no, 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 I, I, I no, no, no. I don't think the whole thing. I just think I do the, think I would re. I think the mixing is really a problem. Um, mm-hmm. I would reorder a lot of the tracks. To me, I don't understand why they put like "Past the Vibes" as the closer of the album. "Past the Vibes" is just a worse slip slide, which is actually good. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, sorry. No, I I mean I personally like I actually didn't mind "Past the Vibes" as the last song. I don't like the song, I but I get it like as a closer. But like as a dismount, just like yeah, yeah we're done. Yeah, like we, <laughs> that's enough. Yeah, yeah. You got yeah, it. it does make me want to stop listening to the album. So in that oh. case, it is successful. Um, as a closer, but also passing it back to the beginning of the album. There's a lot of musical themes that kind of like tie into the beginning too. So I like that. I always like it when an album kind of like comes full circle like that a little bit, even if the rest of the album is a little bit like like I'm like waving my finger around like a maze, but obviously you can't see me, so. Um, so even if the little, even if the middle of the album kind of like wanders all around um, a bit, but yeah. Um, uh, I like, uh, well, I'm not going to go highlights just yet, but I also don't think the like jazz solos, nothing in something came to me oh, like, particularly, God. uh, anything special. Like I would rather just hear like local jazz than those songs. So <laughs> did absolutely nothing for me and the tone of the the trumpet i don't like it at all the trumpet to me isn't horrible on the rest of the album it's just like not like it's it's like you know when someone makes you a dish and they bring it to like a potluck and they're like don't you love it but it's like just fine but you're like "Mm, i love it that's kind of how i feel like the (laughs) the trumpeter's skill was on this album well that's like like, don't you love it the song like nothing came to me i was like oh yeah i guess nothing really did come to them because they just threw this together <laughs> oh no <laughs> uh, the classic thing yeah. <laughs> classic sean sean the the barracuda and then, and then on something came to me i was like mm, are you sure about that <laughs> i don't know about this <laughs> oh boy okay so some nothing came to me i kind of enjoy like uh but something came to me is rough like the the second trumpet one is yeah. rough because it's like they put it in through a prismizer, you know, which is uh, uh, the what's his name Francis and the lights helped with that Francis one. Francis and he? the lights, like the Bony Vare's weird son. <laughs> um, but like, um, what's it called? Like, uh, so he, so it sounds like the the trumpet super tinny, yeah, and then the 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 bongos or whatever <laughs> like are really faint. And then, like, the synthetic bass is like, doom, Yeah, doom, it's so doom. loud. It's, like, so much. And it's just, like, it goes on for four minutes. And it's, like... But then, is that the one where there's the weird, like, shift in the middle where it's really nice at the beginning and then all of a sudden it's, like, what? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I didn't like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I don't know what to put on it. Like, I think with, at least with, like, Nothing Came to Me, you could put, like... Okay, it's sad, but then he ends up triumphant. Like, there's like a somewhat of an arc with that. Yeah. Like, I don't know what to put on to something came to me. I don't know what to like think about it. I don't know what this is trying to say. Just like, we're bored. Ah! You know, right. just like, <laughs> right. That's what I got. That, that was it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, like, at the end of the song, he's like, yeah, 
<laughs> just like yeah. that's that's the message of the song. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't know. They just I don't think they needed those in the album. But I yeah. I mean, really quickly though, I will say it's like kind of nice that like Chance like he could have easily said like this is my new record, so like and then would have gotten more listeners probably too. Just but like the idea of just like I don't want my name on it. Just like put Donnie Trump in the social experiment because like he's like the, you know, he's kind of like the glue of this group of just like, you know, his his like presence on the record is kind of like woven through like just like Chance. But like, you know, like I think that's really nice. I was going to say too that song, the song Questions, uh, I really like the like the subject matter, but the the whole chorus of her just going, why, why, why? It reminded me of that vine. Have you Have you seen the vine of that like, I don't know if he's a pastor or something, but he's like, why, why, why? <laughs> she reminded me a lot of that, and it was a little, it was a little comical to me. Wait, uh, yeah. Sean. Unfortunately, questions is one of my faves on this album. Unfortunately, oh boy. Unfortunately, we could like okay, let's talk be about. Wrong. Let's just talk about it. like why not? Let's get into it right now. I like it. I think it's good. I think it's like um, it is short, absolutely, and definitely. I, it was on my lowlights the first time we reviewed it, but like. Um, one, the subject matter is really good, you know, like violence in Chicago and just like violence in Chicago, just like why are black women targeted more than anyone else? We come from the same rib. Like why? That doesn't make any sense. You know, wh- what? Why is God letting this happen? You know, that's really po- powerful and provocative. And I think it's just like I think all it is is really just to say like here's a question and then I'm not going to answer it, you know, just why, why, you know? So I, that's why I like it. I was just going to add one thing. Like I, I, I like the song and I, again, I like the subject matter. I just wish lyrically it had been a little more diverse instead of just repeating like why, why, why over again. Like I get the emphasis of it, like really hammering home, like why is this happening? But I wanted more like story or just lyrical diversity. So I, I just like how it sounds first and foremost like i think it it is a good blend of the sound that they're going for and like i love like i i like the simple chorus honestly um and i think talking about like violence in chicago that's such like a hot button issue that remains a hot button issue like today like when i get in uh like you know arguments let's say like with family members or whatever it always like especially you know this year or in 2020, it was a lot about, like, you know, uh, my my brother would bring up, like, you know, black-on-black crime. And it's like, well, that's not really the talking issue. Like, that's not the root that's, like, a symptom of the root. And so, talking about the, like, why is this happening, that's, like, where you have to start. I think that's... Yeah, it's an, inter- it's an interlude track. I don't think, like, I'm not a lot to expect from it. Um, uh, Josie, you have any thoughts on the song that we haven't said? Um, I th- I actually like it. Um, I think I just like um, I like almost all the songs though. So, um, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> I'm 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 gonna be a little bit different and say like uh, no, I actually really like most of the albums. So that I don't have too many lowlights. I do think that the bass is definitely very muddy. Um, so but in terms of the, like the mixing overall, I didn't think it was that bad except for the bass. The bass is muddy, and then everything else is kind of like yeah. Um, but that just it muddies up the whole mix. Just having that whole like that range just being like boom. I just with with another mix thing too on Wanna Be Cool, uh Jeremiah Jeremiah's backing vocals were I felt really weird. He did it sounded like he was just yeah, really man. trying to 
Yeah, he was really just trying to like butt in, and then Chance was like, no, 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 step back. Like, he just felt like he was trying yeah, to like work his way in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, so. By the way, glad, we're glad Jeremiah's alive and like doing, <laughs> recovering from COVID. Uh, I forgot uh, about that. Salt oh in the wound. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, stay yeah, six so feet like, away from Chance the Rapper on the mic, please, Jeremiah. Stop trying to butt in. <laughs> Um, I was, uh, a really horrible mix, I thought, like, was Go. I think the mix on Go was really rough, especially the chorus. Especially the, there, there was what, the one where they're trying too many things. They're just, like, like, melodically trying, like, like, please don't go, oh, woo! It's very crowded. Never know, no, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. Just, like, everything, just, like. Put everything in it. Like we, that's it's can't very, waste the it's buffalo. so crowded. Yeah, yeah. I I like the crowdedness of it. It feels like American Boy to me. Like by it itself. does feel like like yeah. And uh, the Joey Perp sounds like Kanye in that song. Like, um, but yeah. Um, any other lowlights? Any other? Sorry. Oh, I on going back to want to be cool. Uh, Kyle, I had never heard him before. And I don't think I ever want to hear him again. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle is talented. I like Kyle. Actually. Really? I, like I don't him. like. I is, liked him too, yeah. is that how he sounds all the time? No, 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 no. Oh, really? Okay. But also the whole line about like, if a cool guy is cool in the forest, can anyone hear him? I was like, Jesus Christ. I oh, love that. So good. I, that's hilarious. Yeah, I love that line. <laughs> it was too much for me. It was too cheesy for me. He has a song that I love called Sex and Super Smash Brothers, which is like that exact same <laughs> tongue-in-cheek like uh, vibe. And it literally has like Princess Peach's like attack sounds from Smash Brothers as like oh my sex God. noises. Okay, that's kind of cool. It's fun. I really like it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I just got a bad taste from this from him from this song then. I don't think I've talked about my lowlights at all, but like I, I do want to like because of, we were all kind of on it. I do want to I do think that some of the lowlights for the songs are just like a lot of the songs lyrically have some like good parts, and then there's a lot of parts that are just kind of like very meh. Um, but that's kind of like the main lowlight for me is like I think this is great to listen to. I actually enjoy the way that it's mixed, and I know that sounds that's good. That's a little bit of a polarizing opinion just based on what y'all said. But um, yeah, I like. Lyrically, um, there's some there's some like real good bits. As I really love that line that you thought, <laughs> thought was too cheesy. I think that we're all um, laughing about it. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I love that line. I love that whole verse actually because it's just like yeah, if you want to be cool, then no one gives a fuck if you can't see. You know, <laughs> like it's it's for, it's a show, um, and I love that idea. But yeah, I think there's a couple there's a couple of verses where like lyrically there's just nothing special about the whole verse doesn't add anything to the song doesn't add anything to like the theme of what's going on in the album they're just kind of there for collaboration's sake and i, I was gonna say but um when we get into the highlights a little bit i think I, I think i'm gonna like talk about why i like some of the choices that they made in terms of mixing in terms of like um just like the whole theme of the album but yeah are, are you like a fan of like campy rap like do you like like a one-liners in your rap, rap like mm, like the Kyle sometimes line. sometimes it like i think when it's like when there's like a real emphasis on just like it being comedy then i think i i kind of i kind of like it because it's like yeah like um it's a it's a clever idea if there's if you like if you're a cool person in the forest and there's no one to see you be cool then i was like yeah 
that makes total sense. It's a, it's a sign of being like, yeah, like putting on a show for that's what being cool is, right? It's like presenting it's, it's, it's presentation. And so, um, in terms of like, I don't, I don't know what other examples of campy rap might be though. So if you can give me another. Josh Gambino's camp. <laughs> like that's uh, like one. You yeah. know, I haven't listened to camp actually, which I know there was a whole, you did a whole episode on it, but I still haven't listened to it. <laughs> um, yeah, although I do like most of Childish Gambino stuff. Yeah. I would also say like most Nicki Minaj features are Nicki like, Minaj. No, okay. Yeah, I do not that's like, true, I man. do not like Nicki Minaj periods. So. Okay, uh, if that's camp, if that's campy rap, then no, okay. I do not like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, another polarizing go. opinion. Yes, I know. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being removed from this episode now. <laughs> With a big old cane. <laughs> like, um, but like, um, really, I got like uh, some. Uh, so Fantano, Anthony Fantano, in his rec- in his review for this song, um, he said. Um, you know, the paradox of being, you know, it touches on the paradox of like coolness of just like, if you reject coolness, people are going to go like, Oh, that guy's so cool, you know? But at the same time, it's, I think the, especially Kyle's verse, I think it's more about, you know, when you're not getting like the attention you think you deserve, you know, just like, like, man, I think this photo looks cool to me or man, I think this piece of art is really cool. And then no one like sees it as like, no one appreciates it on that like big level as you might have expected or wanted or believe it is. And then he's like, "Don't worry about it, you know. Don't worry about it too much. Yeah. Just like be as authentic as you can." And um, also, like the people who are like, you know, the people who are like trying like maybe have the par- the identity of coolness are still human. They're human beings. Like a cool guy shits in the middle like if the cool guy shits it's still gonna stink like you know it's yeah. really like the idea of just like it's just a guy you know it's just right. a guy yeah i like that so no i like the idea of the song and the meaning i just but i guess the execution i wasn't it was just a little too tongue-in-cheek for me but and it it is like i think it would fit on the big day like i think this like song would like it's the amount of cheesiness that he eventually like more leans on i guess in some of his stuff I have two lowlights, two big ones that we haven't mentioned. Um, one is familiar, which I th- I think is a great. I want to talk about that in a second. Yeah, I think it's a great. I, uh-huh. Here's the thing: I think it's it's one of my guilty pleasure songs. It's uh, it's the but the low light is more about how it doesn't fit. It fits in terms of like production and like you know collaborating with people you didn't think would sound good on a song together. Yeah, sonically it, it sounds it fits. It's so good. Like Quavo on Quavo, I think is a incredibly boring artist, or maybe he's just like speaking in a language that I can't understand. Like people, people really cape for like the Migos. Like people really love those guys. I just can't understand. Can't get into it. Um, but like the idea of just like, yeah, like let's put these notorious trap artists on like these jazzy instrumentals, and they sound great. They sound amazing on it. Like. And just like how the again, just like how the um the I think it's the best sounding track of just like the trumpet and like the flutes and like the hand claps and just like how it like th- that song does a good jo- in the production does a good job of like taking out elements and then putting them back in and then like you know paying them off later in a way that doesn't sound crowded, it sounds like really pristine and stuff um but like thematically, I feel it's like really shitty, I think it's like really shitty, it's like. Chance is being really mean. He's being 
like so mean like like surgically almost just like two people like um you just look you look so usual you just look used just like that's that's like shaming like sex workers or just like you know people who are a little more uh open with their body and stuff like that and um it just does not jive with like yeah you're included welcome to our commune or something like that it doesn't jive with that really well listening i was like i don't like i had no prior like experience with chance but listening to it i was like in reading the lyrics i was like this seems out of place for him like this doesn't seem like who he is so like you said i I feel like it is really out of character for chance to just start like ripping on this just this whole culture of and in general, like the other two artists, I don't really know anything about these artists, but like these verses are like some of the stuff they say are pretty terrible. Um, and then when I thought about it a, a little bit more, like I think I don't know if this is intentional or not, but this is the kind of the way that I see this now is that there is more than a little bit of irony in what they are saying and recognizing some misogyny in what they're saying, but also kind of like this double standard of how some women objectify themselves. And I think that's, I think that that I like, after thinking about that, I kind of like changed perspective on the song where it's like, if you don't have respect for yourself, then this is how men kind of see you. And base, and I, and I think like, I know, I know that's like, I know that sounds like a very strange take. I know, (laughs) but, um, I don't know, like, because of that, I enjoy the song a lot more. I definitely still think that there's some stuff that's like, um, but it's no longer like a complete low light of the album anymore. I remember the first time I heard it, I was like, oh my God, like, I feel bad just listening to the song. (laughs) And then now I kind of like it, like the instrumental is growing on me. And I think the concept of the album of bringing together like different perspectives, different kinds of people and like, um, and just this whole like bohemian artist sense has given me like a different perspective on the song. I'm not sure if I like like it yet, but it's at least I'm trying to like, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to I'm just I'm just like not like a oh yeah, it's just all bad kind of thing, you know. Um but the words are like extremely cutting though. Um they're he's all the verses are pretty brutal and uh, I think that's like almost intentional, possibly, possibly intentional, but anyways. If it's intentional, this it's not clear enough to me listening mm. to it that it's like tongue in cheek. Uh, yeah. Yes. But and also, I, don't have Quavo on your track if that's the case. Yes. I don't know who Quavo, Quavo. is. <laughs> Quavo. He's part of Migos. It's like a rap trio. Yeah, I know Migos. Uh-huh. And I'm, I, I believe they're like historically kind of misogynistic and homophobic yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Okay, so. that's good to know. Then, the given given that background, then probably would rescind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think. Especially I'm pretty key, sure. Like, if it was just a Chad song, maybe. Right. Like, okay, so here's the backstory with the song. Like, this particular song is um, Chance is, you know, he went through like this hor- like, he, he had like a really mean streak. He had like a really, like, um, I think for a period of time, he was like angry at women and stuff like that. Like, he was going through like a phase, basically. He was like really upset and angry. And then, so he wrote a bunch of songs that were like really acidic and misogynistic. And then he got clarity and was like, I'm going to throw this in a big hole. I'm going to, this is, I'm ashamed of this. Like, I'm going to throw this away. But then there's one song that was just so good, he had to put it in somewhere. And this Uh, is the song. You know? Okay. Yeah. I rescind my former, I I rescind my opinion on this then. (laughs) Given that context, I'm like, okay, no, I don't like it anymore. (laughs) Let's just kick it out of the album. I, I think it's wild, but I do like the lyric. Uh, country bound as bitches acting like the federals if this bitch from paris then paris is terrible i think that's <laughs> such a funny line 
It's like, um, you know, the Kool-Aid man going down an escalator. He's punching down. Let, let, me, let, me, let me try it out really quickly. Um, it's like me in a boxing match with a Pixar DVD. He, I'm punching up. He, he punching that up. You were on track for that to be, like, good. <laughs> <laughs> so whoever's editing this episode edited in the best one. <laughs> or Kipo. Who cares? Um, but, um... Good. I really wanted. Okay, after I, I really after listening to the second time, I really wanted it to be like a like an ironic kind of thing. But that makes me kind of sad that it's not. Yeah. Maybe it's just natural. I mean, too it, much it natural optimism and hoping that they're not being disgusting. But maybe yeah. maybe Ch- maybe Chance was like, yeah, let's make it an ironic thing. And Quavo came in and was like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's not ironic. Actually, it's serious. We hate these bitches. And Chance was like, uh, okay, Quavo. <laughs> Quavo. Um, Andrew, I have an alt joke for that as well. Are you ready? Okay. It's like me yeah. when I'm mad and I punch my pillow filled with feathers, punching down. Hmm? Interesting. Thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> Thoughts? Wait, yeah, yeah. Yeah, also the punching up didn't make sense. Like, punching the DVD up doesn't make sense <laughs> in this context. He's punching down. Like, um, but yeah, so yours is better. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, uh, that's, that's a, that's a little, like, I I think we talked about it. It's pretty, we're done with that. Um, uh, let's let's go through highlights. There might be a low light. I'm trying to remember what it is, but like, um, yeah. Let's let's go through highlights. Yay! I really like Slip Slide. I think Slip Slide is my favorite song on this this album. I think yeah. it works really well for the collaboration aspect they're going for. Um, and obviously, the really popular song from this is Sunday Candy, which I think mm-hmm. actually is rightly popular. I do like yeah. it. It's kind of like, it gives me like a, I'm sorry that I'm talking about Toby Mac and Mandisa so much, but it gives me like a good morning by Mandisa vibe, like a little bit, like, you know, life is good. It's fun to be alive and it's fun to yeah. be reminded of that sometimes, you know? So, yeah, I, I think like so much of music is about hardship and, you know, struggle and it's nice to have the like positivity of it. Which I do like, as negative as I am mm. about Chance the Rapper earlier. <laughs> Sunday Candy is one of my favorite songs. Like, may, might be in my top ten songs of all time. I think it's an achieve a true achievement, of terms of like I think, and it fulfills what the social experiment is trying to do. I think this song fulfills their mission statement better than any of the other songs. And it's just like again, it's like all the parts. The sum being greater than all the parts together. Or just like Chance's verse is great, but then Donnie's trumpet's like, you know, trumpet, just like st- the horn stabs in there are like gorgeous and like the steel drums and just the playfulness and like the choir and just like, you know, all his friends like singing along. Like, I think it's like, it's like one of the, it's it, exactly like you're saying. It's like they're collaborating and it's working and you see it working and it's like, all the more fun that they're making this fun song that's working with their like mission statement of the album, basically. So, yeah, I mean, I really like, I think, I think it's probably one of my favorites on the album. Um, I think Jamila sounds great. I think chance sounds pretty good. Um, I think the energy is really wonderful. The chorus to me still sounds a little like there's too much going on, but other than that, this is, this is probably my favorite on the album. I'll agree with that. Yeah, this is, it's by far my favorite track um, on the album, and um, it's also one of my favorite songs. Maybe not top ten favorite, but I really enjoy it. Um, but it's also this is this one's one of the ones where I feel like Chance talks about 
his faith without being preachy and i think and i like that i think it's like a, it's a story it's a story of his grandma it's a story of like the relationship that they have and i think uh, and i appreciate that because like you can appreciate that kind of connection even not being involved in christianity whatsoever as somebody who's no longer involved in the church and who has a grandma who was very much who was very much like this um i i, th I just resonates with me a lot and yeah i love the song yeah and I think it's like, um, first of all, just like how nice would it be to have someone write a song like this for you? You know, how nice would that be? Like you're you're like if you're a grandmother or something. By the way, if you're a grandmother, write in about like how nice it would be for someone to write this song about you. But like the idea of just the idea of just like, yeah, the religious element of it all of just like if I miss Sunday with you, then I am grumpy. I am like pessimistic and I am like. So there's clearly something transcendent happening with this relationship, with this, you know, with like how much like she sacrificed for me, how much how in the, the all the ways she loves me. And then that leads chance to go. Maybe I should try. Maybe I should reexamine this. Maybe I should try giving the spirituality a, a chance. Like maybe I should like give it like more of a earnest go. And um that's what love does i think that's that's like it's just uh also just like i have the thesis of her prayers is just like and it's just like repaying love you know repaying like love through the song and like um and it's also like it's kind of like the neighborhood kids like got together to write a nice song for the for this one person's grandmother not even their grandmother is funny too it's great um yeah i love this i think this is such a I, there's not i it's hard for me to articulate why this song is great but like it, it always puts a smile on my face every time it was so weird because i also kind of got like a weird like sexual undertone to it no one else yeah, i no? think it's, it's possible like also like, like uh, that's the thing of like uh jamila is kind of personifying the grandma of mm. like she's like um i don't i don't Necess she she sounds very sexy on the song, but I don't know if it's like overtly sexual. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Just that you gotta move it slowly. Take it, take it in my body like it's holy. Been waiting for you for the whole yeah. week. I don't know. I just what thing do you have? You what do you have with your grandmother? Listen, <laughs> <laughs> I was like nervous to say it because I was like, if you're a sexy grandma and you're listening to this, right in. <laughs> sexy grandmas let me hear from you the idea like okay so like the the verse uh, the chorus to me i view it more as like i am your shelter basically you know my i will shelter over you i will provide for you you gotta come in from the rain and the snow to the shelter where you'll be like you'll feel warm and safe again and you'll like your faith in god will be revitalized um so i don't know michael's dying um, to say something <laughs> Yeah, it's too late now for it. It's, uh, <laughs> it's my brain doing sexy grandma jokes that I didn't say in time. Uh, <laughs> but yes, Andrew, I could, I could, I could understand that that point of view as well. So, but yeah, like like I, like I was talking about, just like how nice it is to write something like this for your grandma. Just like you're my dream catcher, dream team, team captain. Matter of fact, I haven't seen you in a minute. Let me take my butt to church. Just like also like he was courteous courteous enough to use butt instead of ass. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know. I think it sounds great. Um, any other, what are, what are some other highlights for you guys? I liked Rememory. Um, I just thought, I thought that like mixing wise was pretty, pretty decent. Um, and again, I think Erica Badu sounds wonderful. I love her voice. Uh, I would More like Erica Goodu. Yeah. 
Hell yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I wish she was on more of the track, but I get like her purpose to kind of like be that motherly figure in a sense to be like, hey, it's okay. Like, yeah, I just, I wish, because I just love her. I wish she was on the track more, but I think that's probably my favorite sounding track. Yeah. And just Chance going so fast with his verse. Yeah. Just like. It was really impressive. It's like double time. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, not that this would make the song better, but like it would be interesting if Erica Badu did the hook for Sunday Candy, you know, like and maybe like that would like that. get like your mind out of the gutter of just like. <laughs> like no, I don't think so. But like, what's it called? I. um, Yeah, I think that's the story behind that song, too, is just like. Um, Chance was like writing some of the song and then he was like, I'm going to take a smoke break. I don't want to work right now. And then Erica Badu sat him down and made him write n- not only his verse, but like her verse too. And like, I feel like Chance need modern Chance needs someone to like sit him down and be like, you have to write, you have to write your stuff out. You can't just freestyle and make random jokes or whatever. Like, like, I think like he needs to get back to that. I, I would like him to do that. But Josie highlights. Mm-hmm. Highlights. Um, I think the biggest highlight for me is just the variety of instrumentation. I think there's just so many cool sounds and all over. Um, and I know we talked about how we don't like the mixing, but um, I actually kind of like the mixing. <laughs> and the reason I like it is just like, I think there's a couple of tracks where there is some sound space, but most of the tracks are just really flat. Like everything is so close to the ears. Um, but I like that in terms of like the idea of the album is like it's a collaboration. It's supposed to be kind of like it's supposed to be a little bit rough around the edges. It's po- it's like it's it's released for free and it's like let's just be creative and see what we come up with. And then here's and here's what that looks like, you know. Um, and not only that, but like kind of like different kinds of input from lots of different kinds of um, people, and it creates a really interesting um, sound to the album. It's really really unique, I think. Um, I really, I also really like a lot of, um, in terms of just like musically, I like, I like all the, like the jazz chords everywhere. Like ev- there's just jazz chords everywhere. I like the, I like how I think like musically just a lot of the bass lines like really flow like they're not mixed well, the bass lines, but they just carry, have this like great melodic theme throughout the song. Um, and then just complemented by trumpet and all sorts of random stuff like kalimbas and wind chimes and yada, yada, yada. Um, in terms of like track wise, um, slip slide, definitely. I love that song. Um, yeah, I just love, yeah. love the energy of it. I like I windows. Slip, 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 slide. slide. <laughs> it's I love the, ho- I love the trumpet, like the horn stab, like, <laughs> like when it's yeah, like during the slide <laughs> bit, you know, so good. I do like Buster um, Rhymes feature on that track too. Yeah. yeah. I think it's very fun. Brings a lot of energy to it. So. Buster Rhymes is a really fun feature for me. Like he mm-hmm. really like, Yeah. It was like totally. Songs. It was very unexpected in terms of the the kinds of artists that are on the track. Mm-hmm. Oh, Buster Rhymes is like a you know old school throwback. Like that's fun. Um, I really like Windows. Um, and in terms yeah. of a in terms of a track, like it's a little bit boring. But then when you like really understand, like this is Chance like talking about him being a father to a daughter that he has no idea what the hell to do with. And yeah. I just I love I love that concept. It's really vulnerable. Um, really, and yeah, I I love that song. I, uh, um, you know, yeah, I was going to say windows good. was one of my highlights as well. Kind of for that same reason. Mm-hmm. I was like, my partner and I were just having a talk about like kids and just the whole Whoa. like fear of like, yeah. I mean, I don't obviously right now I don't want to have kids, but like in the future, just the fear of like 
leading them down the wrong path and really fucking them up. And it's really scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, is this this is the one with no name, right? Is no name on this? No, not. Uh, Which one is she on? No, it's uh, warm warm enough. Oh yeah, that was. Oh, I love that one too. I love no name. Not, yeah. not quite a highlight, but I do love that song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to talk about Windows. Like uh, that's one of my favorite tracks too. Of just like um, so the first of all instrumentally, I like the Lion King, the Lion King Broadway inspired kind of like the cho- the choral element of it. Just like everyone, like each artist bringing their own like chord progression thing to it, and then like um. I it is a it's so it's a, most like the straightforward interpretation it's for his like you know kid you know as far as kid just like the idea of just like man he's so racked with doubt like man like I don't know what I'm doing you know and just like it I also like view it as like it's to his fans you know it's to his fans or to the people who like him you know of just like especially contrasted with want to be cool just like be yourself blah, 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 blah. like then here like man. It's like the end of the tour with David Foster Wallace. Like, I don't think you'd want to end up like me, you know? Just the idea of just, like, I'm not this paragon of positivity you think I am. And I actually, I'm young, and I don't know what I'm doing, you know? And I don't know if I could be this leader. I don't know if I could, you know? Well, there's more to him than and what think... he presents in his music, you know? He's not just one-sided. So. And, like, this is, like, I, I we kind of missed out. I kind of forgot to say just during the themes. But, like, this is him, like... I think the thesis of the record is like, this is the world he wants to leave for his kids. You know, this loving world and like focused on community and stuff like that, focused on like togetherness and like, you know, inclusivity and everyone bringing their own perspectives and stuff like that, that makes it richer than if it was just him. You know, I think that's like kind of like one of the big theses of the record, in my opinion. Uh, Any other highlights? My other two favorite tracks are... um... Something that I want, which is something that I want, and then uh, and I really like Go too. Um, I really like the guitar on Go actually. It's kind of like it's a very interesting tone for guitar, and I really like that too. But um, yeah, overall, um, I think yeah, I enjoyed something that I want. I liked I liked mm-hmm. Saba's. I also liked that I could like it was very it was a very it was kind of quiet, so I could actually hear what was going on, and. Uh, his no, I just liked his uh, the, like lyric or thematically his his verse as well. So, yeah, the idea of just like um, it makes such an impression in sh- such a short amount of time, and then just like the idea like when his uncle died, um, this he lives on through me. You know, he lives on. You know, his influence and his advice and his love. I am the reason he won't die in vain. You know. Uh, so I have that responsibility. I'm the pallbearer. And his death also opening, if there were any doubts that that was true, his death confirming it. Just like, uh, wait, this open your soul and your soul intent is total legit. Just like, that's so cool. I think like, he's such a great artist. I really like him a lot. I was going to say, my only other thing is Dram's track, I thought was very boring. And I would have loved to hear Dram on Slip Slide because Dram has that super fun energy and like so many of his songs. And I would have loved, oh, I think yeah, it would have been yeah, so fun on Slip fun. Slide. So, uh, my biggest, like, the last one I want to point out is just like uh, Warm Enough. I think <laughs> this is pre beef between J. Cole and No Name. Um, uh, yeah, I think they sound so great together. And I, like I said, I, like, like Josie said, I like that they have variety of just like there's just like a cheesy track and then there's a trap track and then there's like you know a song where it's all singing and then there's like 
you know, this is like the Chicago poetry track. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's cool. But uh, any final thoughts, any last things you want to note or anything like that? This is a hard record to talk about, honestly, because it's all, so all over the place, you know? See, that's like my thing was, you know, you, you just mentioned there's like a trap song. There's, what did you say, Chicago poetry song or something? Like, I I feel like they would all, throughout the songs, there's like you mentioned bongos in one track. And listening to it again, I, I started to hear that in more of the songs. And I was like, well, if these were brought out more in the mix, I feel like a lot of these songs would tie better together. And so mm. that's just, I don't think... It doesn't feel done. Mm. It also doesn't feel finished. They, it's like mm-hmm. they didn't finish it yet. Like, this is a... This is a... This is a surf underscore final three. Right, you know? right. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> surf, this um, one is actually the finished one labeled <laughs> MP3. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll find out what we think uh, after this break. Da 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 da. So yeah, the uh, we're back. Uh, we're here to do our final ratings. Uh, the way this works is we'll rate this record out of ten with a fun metric at the end. Uh, so um, let's let's start with Michael first. Okay, um, I give this album six and a half wife and childrens out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. You don't want to like explain yourself. Uh, uh, <laughs> you keep forgetting. I, uh, you keep forgetting this. Yeah, to explain why I give you've it listened the to episodes. I, like... I know I have. I know I have. Uh, I give it six. And a, I just am so proud of my wife and children. So that's <laughs> like, like, that like a so nice proud. mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think the album is a little bit messy to me. I don't like when an album doesn't have like a cohesive theme to it. The sound is a little too inconsistent for me to like stick with and enjoy i had to like i can't sit down and listen to it all at once i'm a little too add for that um which is like a problem if i can't do that with the album for me so because i'm like i'm day-to-day an accountant so if i can't like sit at my desk and listen through an album while i'm like opening up spreadsheets it doesn't speak to the album for me so six and a half wife and children's out of ten all right uh sean we turn to you next uh I'm just going to, well, yeah, I'm just reiterating what I said throughout this whole thing. I don't like this album. Um, I There's select songs that I thought were better than the others. Um, I think yeah. the mixing is pretty atrocious. Um, <laughs> what is this, an early episode of I've Been Meaning to Listen to That in the mixing? <laughs> and... Uh, I think a lot of the features kind of fell short and it just, it's just all over the place. And so I'm going to give it uh, five uh, rolls on my plate out of 10. That's good. Thank you. Uh, Josie, we turn to you now. I really, really like this album, and I think part of it is I know we've talked. I know, like, I'm the I'm the only yeah. one. That, no, me. And <laughs> I was gonna say I feel so <laughs> shitty, like ripping on this album, but no, 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 please, 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 no. I, I, you know, I like the, the way variety you listen of opinions. Like, you truly, things, like, but I think part of the reason that I really like this album is like the way that I feel that this album comes together, and I think I just have like this like naive idealism about what it's like to be in this like creative group and this like kind of small kind of 
this collective of creative individuals, this kind of like level of collaboration, and um, especially what Chance stood for this early in his career, the independent label, the uh, you know the empowering the small artist kind of thing. And I think in that spirit, I like how I like how disjointed it is. I like how the um, instrumentals are a little bit chaotic, and I like how like the mixing is flat because it sounds like intimate almost, but not necess- not always in a good way. But in in some ways, it's like. It's not like um, there's there isn't this sound stage of like a bajillion instruments kind of like all over the the space, but they're all right here. It's like we're sitting in a circle and kind of like having fun as like a group of artists. And I, I like that vibe. I like the the whole past the vibe. So um, I'm gonna give this a nine and a half. I'm I'm, I'm like st- torn between two. So can I give it? Can I give it two different? <laughs> I really wanted to do either nine and a half cool guys or nine and a half vibes. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think, um, the, yeah, with the one exception being familiar now that we've talked about it. And, um, but yeah, as long as my, my, um, idealism and, and, um, passion for just general creativity stands, I think I'll always like this album as kind of like a special kind of, you know, um thing for that so <laughs> uh, i i love staking your uh rating on your passion for idealism or your passion <laughs> for creativity maintaining like oh it's not nine to have anymore i'm no longer passionate about creativity it's like no i've i've, I've seen some shit now like it's going down <laughs> i will say like so okay so go back for a second I just thought of something like very last minute in terms of um, the vibes thing, but like I actually, I actually want to amend my rating to just be nine point five vibes out of ten because um, like thinking about passing the vibes, that's kind of what this whole album feels like. It's like we're just going to pass the vibe around from one artist to another, just kind of see yeah. what comes together. Yeah. So instead yeah. of it, maybe it's not passing the you know, um, it's just passing around the creativity, and I like that idea. So I'm going with that nine point five vibes out of ten. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this episode's great. Uh, we're all having a great time. Uh, we all love each other and our fam and our, uh, you know, fa- fa- friends and fa- chosen family and, and our wives. My wives. Uh, so, uh, thank you all, uh, for showing up. Uh, now we'll get into our, I've been meaning to listen to that. And I did. Playlist. Playlist. All right. That's better. That's better. <laughs> uh, that's uh, so this is, good. We'll get Every it eventually. Time. I miss Ezra. <laughs> yeah. like, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, so uh, now we'll basically put some songs on the playlist. Uh, who would like to go first? Because I didn't pick one. <laughs> oh, I can. I have two. Um, oh, fun. Uh, from the sound of this album, I picked two collaborative songs. Um, because I like when, you know, people are working together. I picked a more fun, funky sound, uh, fucking around, FKN around by phony people and Megan the Stallion. Um, I feel like that gives like a fun, it's like kind of disco-y kind of throwback sound. Um, it's just fun. It's not necessarily like lyrically deep, but I really enjoy it. Um, and then the other song is by an artist called Now N A O, um, and it's also featuring Leanne Lahavis. Lahavis. Um, it's called Woman. You ain't gotta tell me where to go, where to come down. 
those are my two choices from this um from this album they're collaborative i enjoy them both and they both have similar sounds to the record so uh yeah uh so my pick is uh you should by chica click I don't know. The song gives me like young chance vibes. Not it's not exactly the same, obviously. And um, but like she's like a really great rapper and singer, and uh, just like the yeah, she's just like a new artist that just shows a lot of promise. As excited, she got nominated for a Grammy this year too. So like that's really exciting to watch and see. And I hope her career grows into something, you know incredible so uh yeah keep yeah so i think this song's really great and it, it's i i heard it the first time on Jesus and marrow like uh Jesus and marrow like featured her like live performance of the song so it's really great so gotcha josie what about you um i'm gonna do i i don't have a song that relates to this album at all thematically but um i'm gonna do a little self-promotion and put my own song <laughs> hell yeah we yeah. love it okay, okay. yeah yeah <laughs> So um, about a month ago, I think now, um, I put a song on, I put out a song. Um, it's just a single, it's one song, but it's called Inheritance. And I published it under the name St. Josie, which is a little bit of an ironic throwback to my roots. But um, uh, basically, the, the way that the song came about is that uh, I've been playing music for a long time. I've been playing guitar since I was like 12, I think. So like 17 years now. Um, and... I, before I came out, I had a really, really hard time writing music because I just felt like anything I made was not authentic because I wasn't myself. Um, and so I have plenty of guitar licks that are like, yeah, I wrote that, but it's like, it's not a song. It's just like a little fancy thing. And I was never able to put lyrics to anything because I just couldn't write about what I really needed to write about. And then, so about two months ago, um, uh, actually, about three months ago, um, com um, completely out of the blue, um, somebody in uh, I joined this Slack group for um, queer and trans um, Korean Americans, just because there you know there aren't that many, and so it's just like a group focused on networking. And um, from that, somebody on that found my Instagram, found that I did music, and they're like, "Hey, we're putting the show together on October first. Do you want to?" be in it and i was like yeah sure um and then i found out i was getting paid for it which is hey. awesome the first time i ever got paid to do music um must be nice have you heard andrew's singing he just really wants to make it as a singing <laughs> yeah. singing talent i think he needs yeah. to make a freestyle rap career honestly <laughs> I, I, yeah like um I mean, Wait, I no. made some money. I, I, I like. I, I, we've earned thirty six dollars from anchor ads. <laughs> That's true. Anyway, over um, two years. Also, Michael Andrew uh, is making you pay him to be on the show, right? That's what I'm doing. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Like, I was paying him to co-host. Very strange. Yeah. 
I'm the fifth person. I'm the I'm the only one who's made it five times because I figured yeah. every time to be on here. He's like Josie, he's like the Venmo. <laughs> the Venmo has not come through, so please disconnect from the Zoom. Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, talk about the song oh, more. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, asked me to be in the show. Um, I had never written a song before, and I had tried plenty of lyrics, but they're just all like little scraps of stuff. Um, and so like. Basically, they asked, like, hey, this this um, show that we're putting on is in celebration of um, Chosok, which is the Korean Harvest Festival, like kind of like Korean Thanksgiving, but it's on October 1st. Um, and they asked for a performance dealing with what it means to connect with your culture and your queerness or transness and then also talk about abundance, right? Because we're, cel- we're th- being thankful for abundance. And And I thought about it. And I thought about how my experience being a trans person relates to my Korean culture. And all I could think of was how shitty it has been. Mm. <laughs> um, just because yeah. Korean culture is largely conservative and not very accepting and um, very Christian in a lot of ways. And so I was like, how the heck, how the hell do I write about this? Like, how do the hell do I like talk about this? It's like, I need to write something. I need to like make it something unique because I, because like, just talking about those things, I can't really just like do a cover of a song. It doesn't feel authentic. So I said, hey, I'm going to write a song. And I told them this two weeks before the performance needed to be done. <laughs> and they're like, cool, just send it when you're done. Assume, probably assuming that I've written plenty of songs before. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I, I took about a week to just play with sounds and put something together, find something that I liked. And then and then over, and then over um, on the day that I was supposed to send it to them, I still had only had instrumentals and not a word written down. And then over the course of the next 72 hours... Wrote all the lyrics, recorded the vocals, mixed and mastered, and then um, recorded a video for it. Oh, wow. And th- it didn't sleep for three days and then put it together. Um, and then, yeah. And somewhere in there, you recorded our episode, too. Like, Oh, yeah. At the- oh, my God. <laughs> yes, that's right. At the end of that 72 hours, I couldn't go to sleep because I promised Andrew we're going to do the podcast that night. <laughs> that was the, thir- so recorded that was the three-hour long episode. So the- no, oh my god, oh. I would have died. It was the it was a Taylor Swift. Um, oh, sure. It was folklore. Eliza Skinner Taylor episode. Swift, um, with yeah. Eliza Skinner, and it was a great episode. Come back. It was, that was a good super episode. dynamic. But I literally had been up oh, for three man. days straight, and I don't remember anything we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, anyways, so the song is about it's called Inheritance, and I wanted to. Um, I wrote a little bit of lyrics talking about how. I haven't found my place in my own culture, um, in my own family. And it talks about like um, that, plus also finding chosen family, plus also um, finding abundance in just being who I am. Um, and so, yeah, that's um, how I love the song. It sounds really good. It's gorgeous. And uh, the video is yeah. really. The mixing is not too. <laughs> no, no, it sounds really great. Sean's <laughs> uh, <laughs> like. Fuck you, fuck the mixing. <laughs> Actually, I hate it. Uh, even though you told us all that personal stuff about like the development it of it. On surf. <laughs> yeah. No. No, uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Like, I love the song. It's really great. It's like very personal too. And like, um, yeah, I can't. Like, I, I'm so glad that you're able to like, you know, um, that has opened up that creative valve, you know, mm-hmm. too. Of just like, like you're you're transitioning and you're coming out is like open that creative valve where you can be mm-hmm. more authentic and not even creative valve, just like that valve to be more authentic. So I love mm-hmm. it. Uh, okay, Sean, we turn to you now. Stop that <laughs> asshole. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I chose my song because it's 
I, I have no good explanation for my song is what I'm trying to say. But no, the song I chose is um, Am I Wrong by Anderson Pack and the Free Nationals. Click. My life. And I just, well, first of all, the horns, there's a really good backing horn section on this track that's super fun, super danceable, and it reminded me a lot of the Donnie Trumpet album. And I think Anderson Pack sounds really great on it. I think, um, oh my god, uh, Schoolboy Q sounds really good on it. It goes into this like halftime section on Schoolboy Q's verse, and it's super great and super fun. And yeah, I just think it's a great track. This album reminded me a lot of uh, the album Malibu by Anderson Pack. So, uh, yeah. well, we got Anderson Pack it up and uh, conclude the episode. So, uh, thank you so much, Josie. You're such a wonderful guest. You're such a wonderful presence and an integral part of this podcast too. Like truly. Um, and we hope to see you grow from here on out. And we like, and also like, we, we've been so like glad and privileged to like watch you grow f- up to this point too. Anything you folks want to plug? Um, can I do a plug for TikTok? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been making, um, I've been making a lot of TikToks. So if you are on TikTok, I am on TikTok as uh, at Asian Adora, um, A S I A N A D O R A, and that's a throwback to um, Shira and the Princess of Power. If um, any of y'all are fans of that, so um, but yeah, I I make content about my own experience being trans, just like some goofy shit, some music, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and yeah. I might download TikTok and make an account just to follow you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Let me great. know if you do so that I can follow you back. <laughs> okay. I won't post anything. Maybe my cat, but like, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at T1 underscore Sean 599. That's it. And I don't actually want to plug myself. I want to plug Dion Warwick's Twitter where she tweets amazing tweets <laughs> like, Hi, at Chance the Rapper. If you are very obviously a rapper, why did you put that in your stage name? I cannot <laughs> stop thinking about this. So... Uh, follow Dion Warwick on Twitter. She's pretty funny. <laughs> Dion Warwick. Yeah, they're hopefully they're they're. It sounds like they're trying to make a song together now, like based off that, like <laughs> Wait, not based really? off that tweet, but like yeah, they're like they're like Chance, get back to me, get to answer my text, something like that. Dion Warwick is changing her name to Dion the Warwick. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a Lord of the Rings character. <laughs> yeah. like a League of Legends. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But like, <laughs> Here, I would like to plug Michael at Living Taco on his uh, Instagram and Twitter, by the way. Um, Sometimes I like you can follow me at... (laughs) No. I'm going to say you can find me liking Dionne Warwick tweets, uh, retweeting (laughs) them. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You can follow me at Andrew A. Lee on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, You can follow the show at IBMTLTT on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, You could uh, go to our website at IBMTLTT.com. You could email us uh, questions or hate mail or, you know, thoughts on this record at I've been meaning to listen to that at gmail.com. You can rate us five stars on iTunes. And this month we're going to give every five star review for every five star review or any review we get. Uh, we'll donate one dollar to the Trevor Project. So um, that's fun. And uh, now and if we'll you are a have... sexy grandma, please, please write in. Please <laughs> write in. Grandmas, please please write, write in. We need you. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, we need to start writing. We need to start marketing to our grandma 
demographic. Like, we're, that's a demographic we're not like hitting hard enough. Um, grandma graphic. So, yeah, <laughs> the, the grandma graphic. Sean, that's what Sean likes when grandma's graphic. <laughs> Whoa, sorry, sorry. I don't know why I laughed like that. Because <laughs> it was so funny. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, now we'll have a. Can we delete this sentiment. whole episode? <laughs> Uh, now we'll have a closing sentiment from Josie. Three, two, one. Today's of inspiration. Playing hooky. Making something out of nothing. The need to express. To communicate. Pass vibes. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. What a great episode. Love y'all so much. Have a good day. Click.